brother i'm grace hello brother i'm stephanie and this is doppelgangers today we're talking about season three episode 10 of the vampire diaries which is called the new deal lots of negotiations this episode wheeling and dealing and no one's really happy with the deals they're getting wheeling dealing and lots of feeling ain't that the truth (laughs) as always i will start the episode by reading the synopsis from vampire diaries wiki Stefan has hidden the coffins containing bodies of Klaus's family, and Klaus quickly turns to violence to convince Damon and Elena that no one will be safe until he finds Stefan and gets his family back. Tyler continues to make the most of his new abilities as a hybrid, but he has to face the disturbing consequences of his actions as well. After a terrifying incident, Elena and Alaric grow increasingly concerned about Jeremy's attitude and ultimately his safety. Alaric meets the beautiful Dr. Fell, who is intrigued with his amazing ability to heal. While trying to strike a deal with Klaus, Elena delivers news that truly shocks him. That about covers it. So we open the episode in the woods near the old witch house. Bonnie is walking up to the old witch house. It's her first time being in there since, you know, betraying the rules of nature. She goes in, she hears whispers, and she follows them into the basement where she sees the coffins that Stefan stole from Klaus. She goes to one that's raised above all the others, and she opens it, and Klaus is in there, not gray and veiny, just Klaus looking like a dead human, holding Elena's necklace, the original witch's necklace, Rebecca's necklace, whoever's necklace you want to call it. The necklace of the moment. Yeah, the one necklace you would know. And then something creaks, and there's movement behind Bonnie, and she wakes up in her bed. So it was a dream. Once you see Klaus in the coffin, you're like, okay, this is a dream. Yeah, something else is happening here. Mm -hmm. Elsewhere across town, it's morning in Mystic Falls, and Elena is on a run. There's some upbeat music. She's running past some landmarks we know. She tires herself out running really fast because she's, you know, channeling her frustration about the world into exercise. Yeah, she's getting a lot of uh, frustration out on this run. She's moving. And she stops and she turns around and there's a guy in a hoodie running toward her. And it's unclear, like, if he's just running or if he's running toward her. Well, because he's got the hood, like, over his eyes. Like, it's creepy. Even if he's not chasing her specifically, he doesn't look like a trustworthy dude. Mm -hmm. It's not cold enough for that, buddy. Yeah. So to be safe, she gets a little freaked out and she starts running. He keeps running behind her. She makes a quick turn. He follows that turn. So then she really starts to freak out. She runs around another corner. She gets to a tree. She turns around and he's not there. She's like, great. Either I lost him or he ran elsewhere. I feel great. She relaxes a little bit. She turns around and runs right into him. And he's like, oh my God, excuse me. I should have been watching where I was going. Have a nice day. And then he leaves and she's like, okay, what the fuck? She's like, okay, I was probably just being paranoid. But it's like, girl, he, he came on the other side. Yeah, he was chasing you. (laughs) And so on the heels of this freak out, she goes to meet Bonnie at the grill. And she's like, I don't know. I just feel like crazy and paranoid all the time. And Bonnie's like, well, you know, you have a right to be. Klaus is out there. He knows you tried to kill him. Like, it's only a matter of time until he does something. Like, this may be right. But if Elena's sitting there, like, I'm so paranoid all the time. It's not really helpful to be like, yeah, you should be. It's like, leave me alone. It's like, wait, no. So I should be as scared and anxious as I am. And Elena says, I don't know why he hasn't made a move. There's no sign of him. And now I'm slowly descending into insanity. And Bonnie says, yeah, join the club. I keep having the same nightmare about four coffins where Klaus is in one. And Elena says, hey, uh, just spitballing here. Did you ever think that maybe that's like a witchy premonition instead of a dream? 
Yeah, like you've had the same nightmare directly related to things we're dealing with. About Klaus? Seems like it's a sign from someone, but Bonnie hasn't let herself go there yet. Uh, She clearly is starting to listen to it now. Yeah, she says, that. "Eh, it's just stress. I'll figure it out. Have there been any signs of Stefan? And Elena says, Bonnie, Stefan betrayed us. The Stefan we know is gone. Yeah, Elena's like, I'm ready to cut him out. She's closing that door. At this point, she's like, it's shut. It's locked. I'm not opening that. And then Bonnie says, oh, well, how's Damon handling it? And Elena says, Damon is Damon. So across the grill at the bar section. We cut over to Damon being Damon. He's drinking. He says, Bloody Mary or screwdriver brunch in a bottle. And what he means by screwdriver is a shot of vodka that he chases with orange juice. That's not a screwdriver. That's a shot of vodka. That's just a shot of vodka, buddy. (laughs) Alaric is not drinking, very out of character for him. And Damon says, don't make me drink alone. He's like, I can't drink all this by myself. I mean, I could, but someone's getting naked. And the bartender smiles because, hey. The bartender's like, "Uh, I volunteer. (laughs) She says, I'll be there. And Alaric says, you know, this might shock you, but I'm not here to hang out with you. And Damon's like, "Mm, that does shock me. Because why else would you be here? Damon (laughs) says, it's the eve of Klaus again, and you're doing homework? And Rick says, look, I'm here to meet Jeremy. He's an hour late for his shift. He got an F on his midterm paper. He copied it right off the internet and didn't even try to hide it. Like, number one, yes, this is stupid of Jeremy because not only is he your history teacher, he's your guardian. Yeah. At least be a little, you know, more subtle. But also, to be fair to Jeremy, he's been going through a lot. You really want him to write a midterm paper? You're his teacher and his guardian. You know what he's going through. You expect him to write a well-thought-out midterm paper right now? At least he didn't take all the extra energy plagiarizing something. He just copy pasted. He said, look, you want a paper so fucking bad? I'll give you a paper. Because he's like, what are you going to do? Fail me out of school? So you have to watch me all day? I doubt it. Jeremy went to him and he's like, yeah, but I don't have to write the midterm paper, right? Because you know, like what I'm going through. And Alex like, nah, everyone's got to write the midterm paper. You're going to get an F on the report card. Excuse me? And Jeremy's like, oh, no, an F on my report card to my parents. Which is you. Like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) He's like, can I just, you know, self-destruct a little bit? I've had a rough couple weeks. Damon treats it with the same kind of lightheartedness that we're treating it with. And he says, ooh, somebody's getting grounded. And the bartender said, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it over here. Did you say Jeremy Gilbert? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, oh, he was fired last week. Which like, okay. He hated going there. He wanted to skip every shift. Not a big shock. Yeah, exactly. So then we go see what Jeremy's actually up to. He's in the woods. He's shooting a crossbow at aluminum cans with Tyler. So he's at a real meeting of the minds. You know, I can't blame him for this. I think this would be a fun afternoon. I've never shot a crossbow. I would like to. Sure. Not to be the Jeremy apologist that I am, but I would rather do that than work at a restaurant. Well, wouldn't we all? Jeremy asks what the point of this is. Uh, Stupid question. And Tyler treats it like a stupid question. He says, the point is, I'm pissed at Caroline and Bonnie dumped you. So we're going to get drunk and shoot stuff. It's not a deeper meaning. Tyler's like, the point is we're shooting a crossbow with cans. Like it was not clicking. I don't think I have to explain that to you. Jeremy says profound. Okay. Does it have to be profound? You're still here, buddy. If you want something profound, go read a book. Go read your history book. Yeah. If you want something profound, go write your midterm paper. Yeah. Jeremy says, man, if Rick finds out I took this crossbow, he's going to use it on me. And Tyler says, oh, what's the deal with him? He a guardian now? And Jeremy says, yeah, sort of. I think he kind of feels responsible for us since he was Jenna's boyfriend when she died. So one thing about Tyler is he will just come out and ask. 
He's not pretending like he's not deeply interested in this. Yeah. And Tyler says, oh, uh, you like him? And Jeremy's like, yeah. And then Jeremy's like, okay, move out of the way. I want to shoot this can. And Tyler's like, why don't you shoot me? (laughs) Tyler says, I'm a hybrid. You can't kill me unless you cut my head off or rip my heart out. A little bit of lore thrown in there that we're going to get proven later. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, he just let that one slip right off the top. Tyler says, and you can't do either of those things with your lame ass crossbow. And then he says to Jeremy, hey, shoot me. And Jeremy's like, um, no. And Tyler's like, oh, unless you don't think you can hit me. Which like, it would be so funny if Tyler died from this. Like, just objectively funny. <laughs> yeah, funny. Not funny like, haha, but... <laughs> but funny like, oh. So Jeremy does take the bait. He shoots at Tyler, and Tyler catches the arrow. And he's like, ha-ha. And Jeremy's like, okay, that's cool. I'll give you that. So then we go back over to the grill, where Elena's having less fun. She leaves Jeremy an angry voicemail while Damon plays darts. Damon says, oh, you're feisty when you're mad. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> she says, I'm not mad. I'm worried. And Damon says, why? Because he lost his job. He'll survive. Yeah, he's like, this wasn't like that serious. (laughs) But Elena sees the bigger picture here. She's like, ever since Bonnie dumped him, he's been spiraling. He's moody. He's not talking to anyone. And Damon says he's being like a typical teenager. It's really a throwback to season one, Jeremy. But Elena brings an interesting point up that Damon is not seeing and that is decidedly different from season one, Jeremy. He's seeing ghosts and he lost everyone he cares about. Damon says, not you, though. Yeah, and she's like, okay, but that is one person. Like, everyone else is gone. Yeah. Elena asks Damon if he's okay. And he's like, why are you asking me that? She says, because you're day drunk. And she says, it's not your most attractive look. And he says, what is? (laughs) So they are just full steam ahead flirting at this point. Yeah. Like, that setup was too easy for Damon, for Elena to have not been flirting. Come on, mama. Oh, she knew what she was doing. She knew damn well. She says, I'm not saying you have any attractive looks, but this one is my least favorite. And he says, noted. And they're getting close and they're getting flirty. And so Klaus says, hey. (laughs) I was like, hey, guys. He's like right behind them. And they're like, ah. He's like, anyone going to say hi to me? He's like, "Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed. I'm here and you're scared of me. Yeah. A little jump would be nice. Yeah. Damon says, oh, come on. You're going to do this at the grill in front of everyone. And Klaus says, yes. As a matter of fact, I think I will. Klaus says, I don't know what you're talking about. I just came to my local pub to get a drink with a t- with a mate. He says, Tony, go get us around. And we look at Tony, and it's the guy from earlier who was chasing Elena down the street. Elena clocks it. Klaus clocks Elena clocking it. I'm sure Damon will hear about it later, but he doesn't catch any of that. Klaus is like, you see who that is, right? Klaus is like, recognize him. Tony, put your hood on it. I don't think she got the whole picture. Yeah. It's from earlier, from the street. <laughs> Remember, because he chased you and then it made you feel crazy because he actually wasn't chasing you. Twist, he was chasing you. So you were right. (laughs) You were right to be paranoid. So Elena's like, okay, that does make sense. And Damon says, oh, I'm surprised you stuck around for happy hour. And Klaus says, yeah, well, wouldn't you know it? My sister's missing. So I have to figure (laughs) that one out. And they're like, damn, that's crazy. Damon says, cute, blonde, psycho. Should be easy to find. And Klaus says, you know, the truth is, I like this town. I might fancy a home here. And then he says, now, before you say anything else, you, you're probably wondering how this affects you. Well, the answer is not in the slightest. As long as I get what I want, you guys can live your lives how you choose. You have my word about that one. And Elena says, okay, what more could you possibly want? <laughs> yeah, she's like, how many of our friends and family do you need to kill before you're pleased with yourself? 
Klaus says, well, here's the thing. Because at this point, Elena and Damon have no idea what's going on with Stefan. Yeah, they don't know Stefan has taken his whole family hostage. They don't even know he's been cutting his family around. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, Stefan left town. Like, what's the drama? But Klaus says, I want to find Stefan. And Damon says, yeah, he skipped town when you gave him his freedom. Yeah, you let him go free and he went free. They're like, why are you mad about that? And Klaus says, well, that's a shame. And then he throws a dart and gets a bullseye right away. Power move. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, your brother stole from me. So I'm going to need to find him so I can take back what's mine. Pretty simple ask. Yeah. Elena says, "Mm, that sounds like a Klaus and Stefan problem. One thing about Elena, she can get mouthy with Klaus because he won't kill her. (laughs) And she knows it. She's like, what are you going to do? Kill me? Yeah, she's like, go ahead, kill me. I don't give a fuck at this point. Klaus says, this is me broadening the scope. And again, at this point, Elena and Damon, like, don't know why he's looking for Stefan. They're like, what could he have possibly stolen from you? Like your fucking iPod? Like like another necklace? Why does that have to have us involved? He's got my favorite flannel. (laughs) He took that picture of us in Chicago. Yeah, I really want that back. It's my only copy. That was before (laughs) phones. Yeah. So then we go over to the old witch house and Bonnie walks in. She took Elena's advice to heart and goes to check it out under the assumption that perhaps her dream is actually a witchy premonition. Yeah, so just investigate whether that's true. She walks in. It looks exactly like her dream. She hears whispers just like her dream. And she goes down to the basement just like her dream. But there's no coffins in the basement. What is in the basement is Stefan standing in the corner. And he says, hey, Bonnie. And she's like, okay. She says, you followed me here? And he says, yeah, you got to be more careful. And then he says, listen, Bonnie, I really need your help. She says, yeah, I don't really want to help the guy who saved Klaus's life, but thanks. Yeah, she's like, I don't really think we're on the same team anymore, King. And Stefan says, okay, okay, I'll give you some information. Here's a little secret about Klaus. He kept his family, Daggard, in coffins with him at all times. Funny thing is, now I have them. So you're going to need to help me hide them. And Bonnie's like, again, I don't like helping you. (laughs) She says, that's really just going to make Klaus angrier. So I really don't want to get involved in that. And Stefan says, no, his family is his one weakness. And if I have that, I can use it to ruin Klaus. And Bonnie says, okay, uh, I don't have the power to hide four originals because in her dream, she saw four coffins. Stefan says, you're a witch who hates Klaus. Figure it out. Yeah, he's like, I know you can read up on your little grimoire and find something, okay? Go look in You've your done book. it before. Go read a book for a little bit, girly. So then we go over to the Gilbert house where Rick and Elena are setting up a little family dinner or lunch. Who knows? It's the middle of the day. <laughs> and Rick says, Elena, how you feeling? And she says, vampires are nothing compared to my rebellious brother. Okay. My brother's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick says, that's proof you're still human. And when he says this, he gestures with a meat cleaver, even though he appears to be chopping vegetables. Yeah, he's chopping like herbs with a meat cleaver, which I did clock. I was like, okay, buddy. No other knives? <laughs> Seems a little severe. Turns out it's a Chekhov's meat cleaver. Yeah. And Jeremy walks in and Alaric's like, oh my God, great timing. We are cooking dinner. And Jeremy says, actually, I'm just passing through. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's cool for you guys. Doesn't have anything to do with me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with me. That sounds like a Rick and Elena problem. Exactly. (laughs) And Alaric says, okay, um, I thought we would like eat together, like um, a typical atypical family. And Jeremy says, "Mm, why would we do that? And Elena says, because you got fired and didn't tell anyone. And Jeremy's like, okay, well, I guess that cat's out of the bag. He says, okay, the jig is up. I get it now. I see what's happening. And he says, well, 
can we just like do this later? This whole intervention drama you guys clearly have planned because I have plans with Tyler. Rick and Elena are both immediately like, oh, what the fuck? Rick's like, I'm sorry, when did you start hanging out with Tyler Lockwood? And Jeremy says, what, does it matter? And Elena says, duh, he's sired by Klaus and he's dangerous. Like it wouldn't have mattered before he was a hybrid, but it most certainly matters now. Yeah. And Jeremy says, hey, Tyler's right outside. He can hear you. Elena doesn't care if Tyler hears her call him dangerous. She's like, he knows what I think about him. I'm sure Caroline has told him worse. Then Jeremy says, plus, Elena, how are you of all people going to lecture me on who to hang out with? Which I get the point is like, she kind of brought all this into their lives by dating Stefan. But also, Jeremy, that you know, that's not the point here. Yeah, well, he's he's being compelled. <laughs> yeah, he's grasping. Elena says attitude. And Jeremy says, this is lame. Tyler's waiting. And then he tries to go, but Elena stops him. And Alaric's like, oh, yeah, I'm with Elena here. And Jeremy's like, oh, you guys want me to stay in? Fine. Tyler, come in. And Tyler does come in. So now Tyler's been invited in. Super fun. So then we go over to the Salvatore house. And Damon is pouring himself a drink. And Klaus comes in and he says, hey, I think it's time we got, we had a drink, us boys. He's like, hey, time to, time to hang out. And Damon says, yeah, I think we'd do. And Klaus says, well, you know, you've been so busy with all your plotting and scheming. And Damon said, yeah, well, you know me, never miss a chance to plan an epic failure, return of epic. I completely missed it. That's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, it takes a lot of time to plan these plans that never work. Klaus says, hey, don't be so hurt on yourself. Who could have guessed that your own brother would have betrayed you? Damon says, yeah, well, I had a front row seat for when your sister betrayed you. And he said, okay, well, she's fickle. And Klaus is like, well, shut up. It's different with me. <laughs> Then Klaus says, and you said you have no idea of my sister's whereabouts. And Damon says, that's the thing about younger siblings, dude. You just never know what they're going to do. You want a drink? He said, and, and while I'm at it, just don't go downstairs. Unrelated completely. Do you want a house tour? Probably not. <laughs> Probably <laughs> no. Tour, but downstairs is a mess. It's so dusty. I'm renovating. So we'll just do upstairs. It's really just a bunch <laughs> of dungeons. They're all the same. You've seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> then we go back over to the Gilbert house. Jeremy gives Tyler a drink, so everyone sits down. And Elena says, okay, so this is weird. You know, Klaus has hybrid stalking me, and now you're just sitting in our kitchen. And Tyler says, you know, maybe I should go. It's very much like Jeremy bringing home a girlfriend they don't like. It's that energy. Like, they are just <laughs> interrogating Tyler. They're ready for the third degree. Jeremy says, no, Tyler, you should stay. You aren't doing anything. And Elena says, oh, unless you have to go, like, check in with your hybrid master. And Tyler's like, that's not really how it works. And Rick says, okay, great. I would love to hear it. Tell me, what's the difference between being sired and being compelled? Alex got his lunch glass of red wine to go with this conversation because I think he's earned that. And Tyler says, I'm glad you asked because I've been wanting to talk about it for a goddamn minute. <laughs> Tyler says, well, compulsion, that's just mind control. Being sired is like faith. You know, you believe you're doing the right thing. And it's like, Tyler, you know, that sounds like a cult. I don't think he does. I, I mean, he doesn't because he's in the cult. You can't <laughs> tell someone that's in a cult that it sounds like a cult because they'll get offended. Elena says, so you believe that serving Klaus is the right thing. And Tyler says, oh, I don't serve him. Nah, he released me from a curse that was ruining my life. So I owe him for that. And Alaric goes straight for it. He said, OK, so what if Klaus, I don't know, asked you to jump off a bridge? He's like, why bother thinking of a different example? It's a classic for a reason. <laughs> and Tyler says, well, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, he wouldn't do that. But like, if he did, I'd be fine because I'm a hybrid. Yeah, he's like, I could jump off a bridge. So I actually would. 
like he wouldn't ask me to, but if he did, it wouldn't be like such a big deal because I could live. And so Elena says, okay, what if he asked you to rip your own heart out? And Tyler says, he wouldn't. And Elena says, well, what if he did? And Tyler's like, I don't know that I'd rip my heart out. And you can see when he says that, Jeremy's like, oh. Yeah, you can see when he says that. Jeremy, Elena, and Rick are all like, oh, yikes. But Tyler still doesn't click it. Elena and Rick have been kind of like, Tyler, this sounds dumb. And then he says that, and Jeremy's like, okay, no, I'm seeing how dumb he's looking now. And Tyler's like, well, if he asked me to, like, if I had to. Well, Tyler's like, but he would never ask me to. That's the point. And then Tyler's like, you know, you guys sound like Caroline, okay? Getting all freaked out over something you don't understand. It's like, have you ever thought that maybe if everyone has the same reaction to it, you're the weird one? Yeah. Uh, And he's like, no, I have not thought about it that way because I am stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And Elena says, yeah, I really don't understand. Klaus has terrorized us and you're blindly loyal to him. And Tyler says, hey, I can still make my own decisions. You guys are overthinking it. To which I would say, Tyler, I think you're underthinking it. Yeah, Tyler, you are not in the right here. It is not even close. He's like, I can't believe everyone is being such a bitch to me about this. It's like, you guys are just overthinking it. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah, I would do anything he says, but he would only ask me to do stuff that I'd like want to do. And if he asked me to do something I didn't want to do, then I'd want to do it because he asked me. So it's okay. And they're like, Tyler. (laughs) Hello? It is just hysterical watching him talk himself in circles because he's never been our smartest. Yeah. That's not what he's known for. Now he's in a cult too. (laughs) And and he was a soft, soft target for a cult. I mean, you could not have picked a better one. Yeah. Daddy issues out the wazoo. Yeah. And he didn't even get a new guardian. He was just by himself. Yeah. (laughs) So then we go back over to the Salvatore house. Damon pours Klaus a drink and they cheers. And Klaus says, you know, you and me, we have a lot in common. And Damon says, okay, uh, maybe we can bond over mutual loathing of my brother. BTW, why are you so mad at him? He stole something? Yeah, because Damon's like, I do feel like I need to figure out there has to be something deeper here than him stealing something from you. Yeah, and Klaus, I think the right move is to give them all this information because there's no point in hiding it at this point. Because if they find Stefan, Stefan's going to tell them. And so he might as well just make it sound serious enough that they point Stefan to him. Well, and he knows that they are his best chance of finding Stefan right now. So he might as well tell them why he's looking and maybe they'll be like, hey, that was shitty that he stole your whole family. Let's go get him for you. I think that's his hope deep down. Yeah. Klaus says, yeah, uh, he stole my family. The originals. TM. (laughs) He says, you know, I had them daggered and boxed up and I was super ready to like wake them up now that Michael's dead. But Stefan stole them. And Damon says, oh. Sounds like Stefan. He's such a buzzkill. You know, I would love to find him, but the gag is I don't work for you. And Klaus is like, well, do you want to? (laughs) And Klaus says, okay, well, I can smell the vervain on your drink. So I'm not going to try to compel you. There's no point in that. And there's actually no point in killing you either because actually you kind of are most likely to get me what I need. And yet it seems like I need to do a little demonstration. Maybe I wasn't clear enough when I ask you to find Stefan. But to be fair, you guys really tend to really respond to acts of violence. And they do. If it works, it works. And Klaus says, why don't you take this as an example of my reach? So he takes out his phone. He calls someone. At this point, we don't know who. And he says, hey, there he is. That thing I told you to do, get on with it. Well, he starts dialing the phone. I was like, please don't be Caroline. Please don't be Caroline. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't want him to torture her. She's been through enough. And then it's clear it's a man. And I was like, okay, it's gotta be Tyler. But then we go over to the Gilbert house and Jeremy returns to the table, having just hung up the phone. Elena asks what it was about. He says nothing. 
we've played this game before watching Jenna hang up the phone from Catherine. So this isn't new. Yeah. First of all, you should not be letting anyone answer a phone call without looking at the caller ID. And Damon, you should have looked at Klaus's caller ID if you could have. I mean, what can Damon do? Yeah, but at least be like, who is, who did you call? Just so I know what I'm in for. Obviously, I'm not going to get anywhere in time to stop anything. Can you just tell me who you were on the phone with? Yeah, just real quick. (laughs) And Tyler says, okay, well, I have to go because the awkwardness is enough for him because no one gets it. Because everyone's against him for some reason. People would just hate to see a man winning, you know? Yeah. You guys just have been preying on my downfall since day one. <laughs> and he says, thanks for like the offer of food, which I'm not even going to eat any of. Um, I'm going to go. And he leaves. And immediately, Alaric and Elena get up to kind of debrief. Alaric says, that was illuminating. And Elena says, yeah, so now Tyler's a lunatic with access to our house. And it's worth noting that as they have this conversation... They're doing a debrief with each other because they've kind of been teaming up against Jeremy. They turn their backs on Jeremy. Now, this is a rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. But they're just laughing so much at the Cyrobon stuff. They get caught up. Rick says this whole Cyrobon thing is so wild. I actually don't think Tyler is aware of how little reason there is to what he's saying. It's like cult logic. Yeah, he's definitely not aware of it. Yeah, he, he is missing the nuance there 100%. And Elena says, great, that's a wonderful influence for you, Jeremy. And then she turns around and he is not there. And not only is he not there, his Gilbert ring is on the plate. So that can't be good. Yes, that's bad. And so they look and pretty quickly they see that he's outside, standing in the middle of the street pretty calmly. And then they see a huge SUV picking up a lot of speed towards him. Yeah. So clearly it's some kind of hybrid, someone driving this car because- Who else would be speeding up to kill Jeremy Gilbert except maybe Grace? Yeah, that's me (laughs) on the street. That's me after I found out he cheated on on Bonnie with a ghost. I said, get in the street. He stands there. He doesn't flinch. He doesn't seem uh, too concerned to run. So it's pretty clear at this point he's being compelled. And Alaric springs right into action because Alaric does have his ring. He runs. He pushes Jeremy out of the street and he gets hit by the car and he gets hit hard and he looks dead. He goes over the top of the car, shatters the windshield, rolls like four times. He's all cut up like he got killed by that car. Elena looks to the car and luckily it's Tony, a good hybrid friend from earlier. And he says, there I go again, bumping into people. Like, okay, dude, just go. You you did your job. Bye. So then Jeremy runs up. Elena asks if he's okay, And he's like, I don't understand what happened. And she's like, okay, uh, who was on the phone earlier? And now that the compulsion's over, he's like, oh, my God, it was Klaus. And she's like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dumbass. It's like, I figured that out since you were standing in the middle of the street. And Elena says, great. You were compelled. Awesome. Let's get Rick inside. Yeah, she's like, let's get his dead body inside before someone like calls the cops on a guy getting killed in the middle of the street. Yeah. And then we go to some house that is currently under renovation. It looks like it's going to be Klaus's house for his family that he's remodeling. Mm-hmm. He tells Mindy to compel some men to break down one of the walls. He wants to let in some light because he wants a fortress, not a dungeon. (laughs) One thing about Klaus, he's a visionary. He's a man of style. He reads GQ. Yeah. He said, I have a lot going on right now, but I will be renovating my house. Yeah. He's like, I have a really good contractor, so it's actually not that stressful for me. Then Tyler comes in and Klaus is like, ah, there's the man of the hour. And Tyler's like, oh, so everything went okay? And Klaus says, yeah, well, Tony ran down a lark instead of Jeremy, but apples and oranges, message learns the same. Yeah, he's like, eh, it still works no matter who they hit. You know, I would have liked if one stayed dead, but I'm good with it. And Tyler says, 
what? <laughs> he says, I thought I, you said you were sending them a warning. Now, Tyler, what exactly did you think the warning was going to be? A cease and desist? Yeah, you've met Klaus. What kind of warnings do you think he gives? Did, did you think he was going to walk up and be like, hey, stop it? Also, the first few times Tyler was associated with Klaus, the first time he got targeted by Klaus was when he got knocked out to be used for the sacrifice. He got out of that. The mm-hmm. next time he met Klaus, Klaus literally killed him, turned him into a hybrid. So, yeah, Tyler, critical thinking. Not his strong suit. Whether or not he sired to Klaus, the critical thinking would have been rough for him regardless. Exactly. Klaus says, I did send them a warning. It was a very effective one. Elena's family suffers. She's motivated to get me what I want. Like, what's the confusion? Yeah, he's like, I told you I needed to scare them into giving me what I want. Like, what did you think I was going to do? Like, even Klaus is like, you're being a little stupid right now. Yeah, Tyler's like, I didn't think we'd have to kill anyone. And Klaus says, okay, I see what's going on here. Buddy, what you're feeling is the remnants of a guilty conscience, okay? Please get over it. (laughs) He's like, suck it up. Tyler. They are humans. They don't matter. Yeah, he says, at the end of the day, human life is a means to an end. Our means to our end. So just, like, remember that in the future. Yeah, he's like, before you, like, cry about it. And he walks away, and Tyler's like, I'm starting to think this Klaus guy is not so great. He's like, hey, guys, I think Klaus might be evil. And all the other hybrids are like, yeah? Like, yeah, we know. We're good with it. All the hybrids are like, no, he's just doing the right thing. And all the friends are like, yeah, we told you he was evil. We, we told you he was evil. We tell you this every day. Tyler asks the other hybrids. He's like, hey, I have a question for you guys. What would you guys do if Klaus asked you to jump off a bridge? And they're like, oh, well, I mean, he wouldn't. But if he did, I'd be fine. They're like, they're like, did he ask us that? Like, like, oh, does Klaus want us to jump off a bridge? <laughs> <laughs> do you know any bridges near here? What's the closest bridge? You're from here. Yeah. Let's, oh, let's go. I can drive. <laughs> He's like, no, it's hypothetical. And they're like, oh. Well, he, that did seem weird. I, would, I don't think he'd ask us to do that. But if he does, let, let us know. I can drive. Yeah, because I'll do it. Yeah, we'd be fine, Tyler. We're hybrids. Yeah. I don't have anything till three. I, I didn't have to run anybody down. Tony took that job. So I'm, yeah. I'm free today. I got a free day. Tony <laughs> took a lot on today so I could have a day off. He yeah. knows I have to, you know, go to the store. I just have to go get Klaus's tiles and pick out the, you know, the hardware for the sink and everything and paint that, uh, that den. But other than that, I have to go to Home Depot because, you know, oh my God, it's been a whole thing. The paint color class wants to sold out online. I have to go like ruffle some feathers at Home Depot. It's going to be a whole afternoon. Well, and I think the contractor stole some of their copper pipe. So I do have to go kill him really quick, but that's not going to take me very long. (laughs) But after that, we can totally (laughs) jump off the bridge. (laughs) So then we go over to the Gilbert house. Damon arrives and he says, oh, how's Rick? And Elena's like, well, he's dead, but um, he did have his ring. And the person who ran him over with a car was a hybrid. So we should be good. And so this is like, more lore about the ring that we've, I think, talked about before that, like, it just has to be a supernatural creature doing the killing for the ring to work, even yeah. if the death itself isn't necessarily supernatural, which we knew because the first time we saw it, John Gilbert got his neck snapped, which is not a supernatural death, but it was by a vampire, so it was okay. So it turns out, yeah. even if a supernatural creature is driving a car, the car is just the murder weapon in that case. Mm-hmm. And Elena says, So now we're just like waiting for Lark to wake up. And Damon says, Hey, Jeremy, dumb fuck. Why aren't you wearing Vervain? Where's your bracelet? Yeah, he's like, Jeremy, that's like the one thing that you need to do. And Jeremy looks down, suddenly realizes his bracelet is gone. He says, whoa, I don't know. And Elena's like, okay, well, it was obviously Tyler. Uh, That's why he hung out with you to get you off the Vervain. Yeah, okay, that makes sense why he was hanging out with Jeremy. And Jeremy's like, man, I thought we were just 
being friends. Yeah, I thought I was making a friend, owie. And Damon says, okay, so Klaus is obviously sending us a message. He wants us to find Stefan who stole the coffins of his dead family. And Elena says, oh, coffins. And Damon says, we just need to find four coffins and no one on your Christmas list has to die. And Jeremy says, I'm sorry, your plan is to steal back four dead originals so he doesn't kill everyone? I've got a better plan. Let's leave town. Yeah, he's like, why do we still live here? Which is a point someone should be asking. Yeah, it's fair. It's a fair question. And Elena says, calm down. And Jeremy's like, no, I'm not going to do that. This happens every time, no matter what we do. You get on my case about school and work. Who cares? None of us will make it out of this town alive. And Jeremy storms off. And I think the heart of this speech is true. But Jeremy, this particular development is your fault. What did Elena do? Nothing. Yeah, you decided to bring a hybrid and invite him in. And you're the one who lost your vervain bracelet. You're the one who decided to befriend a guy who we know is sired to Klaus. We don't know a ton about a sire bond, but we know that means he's pretty loyal to Klaus. And you know Klaus is mad at y'all. So and you took your vervain off. Boo-hoo. Like, I'm sorry, you don't get to yell at your sister for this. You fucked up. And like, even if Tyler like compelled him to take the bracelet off or something, like, it's just funny that he just like didn't notice. But he couldn't compel him to take the bracelet off because he's wearing the vervain. Oh, that's true. So Tyler just probably took it off. Yeah. At some point. And Jeremy didn't notice. Or, or like they were like about to shoot a crossbow. And Tyler's like, oh, don't you know you can't shoot a crossbow if you have a bracelet on? That's like classic crossbow etiquette. And Jeremy's like, okay, cool. Thanks for telling me. Thanks for letting me know. Or they like went on a swim in the falls. And he was like, well, you don't want to tarnish your bracelet. Like, here, just put it with my stuff. I'll give it to you after. Yeah. And Jeremy's like, oh, thanks, man. That's why you should be drinking it too. Yeah. If you insist on being human. Wouldn't be me, but. Yeah, wouldn't be me. I would have been a vampire ages ago. (laughs) Yeah. And Elena says, okay, so Klaus wants his family back. And Damon says, no, I can. I'm following the train of thought you're having. And no. Yeah, he's like, what? nope, I see where you're going with that, and no. Alina says, well, we could give him Rebecca, and Damon says, if we give him Rebecca, the first thing she does is kill you. That's not an option, which I think is kind of an oversimplification. I think it's a fair worry, but also just, like, don't have Elena be there. And Elena says, wait, how many coffins did you say there were again? We know there are four. So she calls Bonnie. She says, oh my god, Bonnie, I have the craziest news to tell you. So... Klaus is looking for four coffins, just like your dream. And Bonnie's like, I'm ahead of you on this girl. Yeah, Bonnie says, hey, let's not get involved. Like, let's just stay as far away from possible from anything Klaus wants. And Elena says, well, Klaus isn't going to let me do that because he he tried to kill Jeremy. And she's like, and I know you're mad at him, but I know that will get to you. <laughs> yeah. And Bonnie says, okay, well, what do you want me to do? And Elena says, well, we need to find Stefan. You need to try, even though you don't think your locator spell works. I'm not sure why she doesn't think her locator spell works. Maybe she doesn't think she has enough power. Or maybe she doesn't have like a thing that can tie her to Stefan. I don't know. You have to assume that she tried the locator spell while Stefan was gone with Klaus and it wasn't working. Otherwise they would have found him faster. So I assume it's somehow related to that. Sure. We don't need to unpack it too much, but that's just something they say. And Bonnie says, the good news is I don't need a locator spell. Because I know where he is. (laughs) So then we go over to the old witch house where Damon and Elena are approaching. Elena is wearing a blazer. I'm not sure why. (laughs) Business bitch. She has a job interview. She said, let's get down to business. (laughs) She says, I'm playing hardball. Damon says, I thought this place like lost its mojo. And Elena says, well, the witches were mad that Bonnie brought Jamie back to life. But maybe now they have something they want her to know. And Damon says, yeah, that's why I hate witches. They're so fickle. Okay. And you're not? 
You killed Jeremy once just because you were mad at Elena. You've killed Jeremy and Alurk just because you were in a bad mood. Yeah. So let's let's not talk about Fickle. <laughs> they go in and they're like, Stefan. And then the son still burns Damon inside. And he's like, oh, man, still. And he tells Elena that that's happening because the witches are not a fan of him. Surprise, surprise. Elena tells Damon to wait outside because she's not going to leave until she knows if Stefan is here. Yeah, she's like, I don't need to deal with you screaming every time you walk into a sunbeam. You can go wait outside. Yeah. Damon goes outside. Elena goes to the basement and Stefan materializes out of the shadows as he does and says, hey, go away. You shouldn't be here. And she says, yeah, here's the thing. I kind of need your help. Bonnie told me that you were here. And he says, "Okay, well, Bonnie sucks at keeping secrets. (laughs) And she says, "Okay, you need to give Klaus's family back. And he says, oh, I need to do that. That's what I need to do. He's like, oh, that's so funny. I didn't know I was taking orders from you. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know I worked for you, woman in a blazer. <laughs> okay, Cheryl Sandberg. Yeah. I don't know what that name is. She uh, is the one who wrote Lean In. I don't know what that is. I think she worked at Facebook. Sure. She's like a woman CEO. Okay. Works. It, it tracks. Trust me. I'm sure there's someone who that joke is for. I would have said, okay, Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. That's a good one, too. Works for different audiences. Anyway, uh, Elena says, okay, well, how about this tea? Klaus compelled Jeremy to stand in front of a car. He's not going to stop until he get what he wants. And Stefan says, okay, well, me personally, I'm not going to give Klaus anything. Stefan says, that sounds like an Elena and Jeremy problem. Yeah. <laughs> Elena says, he's going to kill Jeremy. And Stefan says, not really my problem. Yeah, Stefan's like, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> That's what I say every time Jeremy gets, you know, in danger. This was the exact conversation Grace and I had when Liz shot Jeremy. I was like, oh my God, she killed Jeremy. And Grace is like, yeah, not really my problem. (laughs) Not really my problem. (laughs) And, but Elena naturally is a little pissed off about this. So she slaps him and says, go to hell and leaves. You got to respect that he just lets her slap him. He doesn't feel the need to fight back. He's like, no, I get it. He knows he deserves a slap for that, but he is going to stand his ground. Yeah. Can't blame him. And then she goes outside, runs into Damon, who you have to imagine, of course, is eavesdropping. Damon says, okay, well, that didn't go well. Let me talk to him. And Elena says, like, don't start. You can't get in because the witches won't let you. So let's just like move on. And Damon says, okay, here's my car keys. You go deal with your brother. I'll deal with mine. Damon goes inside. He runs through all the sun patches as fast as he can to get to the basement where Stefan is waiting. And Stefan says, that was impressive, but the coffins aren't here, so go away. It's like, so I'm supposed to believe you're just hanging out in a basement? Yeah, you're just sitting here? Where there's no coffins? The most important thing to you is these coffins, and you're just sitting in an old basement with spiders? Come on. Like, at this point, just sit at home. (laughs) Yeah, just go back to the cell. If the coffins aren't there. (laughs) Damon says, I really don't care about the coffins. The two of us need to talk. And Stefan says, okay, let's talk. And Damon says, okay, nothing's ever easy with you, huh? And Stefan says, no, sir. So Stefan's like, that is by design. Stefan says, I am a problem. (laughs) So Damon pushes Stefan outside because Damon still is overpowering Stefan despite Stefan being big, strong, meanie. And Stefan's all, you know, having human blood and Damon is literally being burned, gets him outside. And then once he's outside, he's like, okay, now I have my full energy. Yeah. And then Damon, you know, stakes Stefan in a part of his body that's not the heart, just for good measure to kind of incapacitate Stefan and says, that's for screwing up my plan. He's like, so you stop me from killing Klaus and you steal his family. Why? It doesn't make any sense. 
And Stefan says, well, it's actually quite simple. Piece by piece, Klaus stole everything from me. So I'm doing the same to him. And Damon says, yeah, but I had him. Like I was right there. So why'd you screw it up? And he's like, why wouldn't you just let me kill him? I don't get it. Yeah. And Stefan finally says, like, I did it to save you. He pushes him off, pulls the stake out. And Damon says, no way. No, you did not. Yeah. You shouldn't have. <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> and Stefan says, Klaus was one step ahead of us. If he died, the hybrids would have killed you. And Damon says, well, stop saving me. And he stakes Stefan again. <laughs> Just for good measure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brothers fight. And then we go back to the woods. Tyler's sitting in the woods by himself drinking some alcohol. And he senses some movement behind him. It's Jeremy with a crossbow. Come on. What's the point of this? I know this is not what he's drinking because they it's not like, you know, any insignia because they don't want to give yeah. free advertising. But it's like the shape of a Jack Daniels bottle, but it's got the white tag, which I know realistically it could just be Jim Beam. But I like to believe he was drinking Jack Daniels honey <laughs> in the woods by himself. I believe that Tyler drinks Jack Daniels honey. I'm obviously just making assumptions because who cares? But I do believe that whiskey's a little hard for Tyler. I think he would rather have something sweet, but he wants to feel manly. So he has to do like a honey whiskey. He's like, yeah, like I totally would drink straight whiskey, but like this tastes really good. Like this just adds a cool flavor profile to it. Like I totally, like I would totally take a plot, a a shot of plain whiskey. Like I totally could. And I wouldn't even need a chaser or anything, but like the honey just like is really like good and refreshing. Like it just, you know, goes down so easy. And it just brings out the smokiness of the Yeah. So that's all I drink. And it's like, not like I couldn't not drink it, but like, I just love it, dude. He drinks a plain whiskey. He's like, can I get some Splenda in this? <laughs> I know Tyler loves Fireball more than anything. Oh, you know he does. There is no one on earth who looks more like they drink Fireball. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tyler says, hey, Jeremy, don't shoot me with the crossbow. Please. <laughs> and Jeremy says, you stab my back, I stab yours. And Tyler says, okay, well, I didn't stab you in the back, first of all. And Jeremy says, is that why you wanted to hang out? To get me off the vervain? And Tyler says, Klaus asked me to. I didn't think he'd try to kill you. So the answer is yes. Yeah, Tyler's like, yes, but I didn't think you were going to die because of it because I didn't think it through. And Jeremy says, it's Klaus. What did you think was going to happen? Which is a pretty good point. (laughs) If Jeremy's calling you dumb, you really have to reevaluate something. Yeah. And Tyler says, all Klaus wanted is, is his family back. And so Jeremy shoots an arrow at Tyler. Tyler catches it. And Jeremy says, whenever Klaus wants something, someone ends up dead. So think about that before you blindly do whatever he says. And Tyler says, I physically can't think. Yeah. Tyler's like, that doesn't sound like me. It doesn't sound like something I'm going to do. <laughs> be completely honest. Tyler says, hey, Jeremy, get home, stay inside, because Klaus isn't going to stop until he gets those coffins back. So he is not done with you. Yeah. And Jeremy's like, you didn't really need to tell me that. I understood that already, unlike you. And yet he's in the woods. Yeah. For no reason. Being dumb. Bro, go draw an anime character again. Remember when yeah, you Yeah, get that? back to your artistic life. Yeah. So then we go back over to the Gilbert house. Rick is waking up. He's coming back to life. And Elena's like, oh, when did you get back to the land of the living? And he says, just a few minutes ago. How's Jeremy? And she says, well, he definitely hates me. Uh, he hates life. And he hates the fact that we can't have dinner without somebody dying. So things are not going well for Jeremy. Yeah, so he's not particularly happy at the moment. And then Alaric starts coughing up blood, which is not a good sign. And he says, okay, uh, something's wrong. The ring. And then he collapses. The paramedics arrive 
it seems like that's like a slight time jump after she called them. Yeah, she's like called them and they've come. Yeah, and they're like, hey, what's up? And she's like, well, he got hit by a car and he's coughing up blood. And they say, okay, gotcha. Well, let's check his vitals. His pulse is thready. We're pretty sure there's internal bleeding. Let's move. And then Tony says, hey, let's not and say we did. Tony, of course, the hybrid from earlier, he's at the door. And he says to the EMTs, he's like, hey, you two can meet us at the hospital. Now, here's the thing. Liz Forbes, why are the EMTs not drinking Vervain? The EMTs at the minimum should be on Vervain. They're wasting it all on fucking deputies. And who knows? Maybe these two are just like, yeah, I pretend to drink my Vervain, but I don't want to do that. My job can't tell me what to do. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a COVID uh, vaccine mandate. Exactly. They're like, they're like, they can't mandate us to drink Vervain. Yeah. The paramedics are like, okay, well, let's leave and meet you guys at the hospital. They head right out the door. They don't ask any questions. <laughs> the way the ambulance drives away is so funny. It's just like, okay, and they go. And it like, goes like, beep, beep. <laughs> I think about the paramedics getting back to the hospital. And, you know, there's a nurse and she's like, oh, how did that 911 call? You get that guy? And they're like, oh, yeah, he had a thready pulse, looked like an internal bleeding. It was pretty bad. And then there's like, OK, um, where is he? And they're like, oh, yeah, he said he was going to meet us at the hospital. And she said, what? Th- those two got fired today. Yeah, they said, that is weird. Why would we do that? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, I guess he's fine because we haven't seen him. Elena can't get the paramedics to stay, of course, because she can't compel them. And Tony says, hey, don't worry about it, girly pop. You can still save his life. Just take some of my blood. Ooh, but I can't get in. Can you invite me? And she's like, no. (laughs) She says, why are you doing this? And Tony says, Klaus asked for his family and you didn't deliver. And Elena says, great. So she runs to Rick to like check it out. And Tony's like, oh yeah, he's definitely going to die. We see the paramedics drive off. And he says, you should really invite me in, Elena. And the thing is, Rick, you don't have a stash of vampire blood in your pocket. You should. You really should. Each one of them should carry some with them, I think. It's season three. Just to be safe, like you don't know what's going to hit. Like just have some with you every once in a while. Have some in the house at the minimum. Yeah, have some in the fridge. And, you know, if I'm Elena, I'm like, okay, he's not getting invited in, but I am going to try to get his blood. I'd be swinging a little knife out the door. Yeah, me too. some blood falls on the ground, and I scoop it up with my finger and bring it to Rick. That's my plan. Stab him once, pull it out, and say, lick this. That's my plan. I I would be going straight for the wrist. Yeah. Wrist femoral artery. If he bleeds out, he bleeds out. That's not my fucking problem. Well, he's a hybrid. He's not going to bleed out. Yeah. Well, he'll lose a lot of blood, but he'll heal pretty quick. Yeah. Enough blood that can heal Mr. Alec. Exactly. And Elena's kind of panicking. Luckily, at that exact moment when she's like, well, I'm definitely not inviting Tony in. Tony gets shot with a crossbow, which Elena finds odd. But then she sees there's Jeremy in the background with the crossbow he's been carrying around all day. Good thing he took that crossbow with him. Yeah. Jeremy says he's not dead yet. Jeremy goes inside and he grabs a meat cleaver and then chops off the guy's head on their front porch. It had to be done, but it's a very aggressive thing for Elena to just have to watch her brother do out of nowhere. Yeah, Elena screams. Jeremy's got blood all over his face and he seems pretty scared. He says, now he's dead. And this is Jeremy's first like kill. Yeah, most other people have kill counts at this point, but Jeremy does not. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, does Elena... I mean, she's daggered people. She's st- daggered and she's staked people, but I don't know if she's staked someone permanently. Yeah, I'm not sure she has either. But like Alaric, obviously Damon, Stefan, Caroline, yeah. they'll have kill counts at this point. Yeah, most people have dealt with the pressure of killing someone. Yeah, this is one of the more human kills, obviously, because 
I mean, you know, Alert killed Logan, but that was, you know, with a stake, he was a vampire, whatever. And this was a hybrid, but it's a lot more aggressive to chop off someone's head. Yeah, it's much more personal to do this than it is for Alaric to use his little stake gun. Yeah. And Jeremy says, okay, we need to get Alaric to the hospital now. And he drops the cleaver on the porch. Now, again, let's have Rick lick this cleaver on the way to the hospital. Just to be safe. It can't hurt. Certainly can't hurt. And then we go out to the woods outside the old witch house. Damon says, why did you save me? Brotherly love, guilty conscience. Is your humanity on or off? And Stefan says, hey, don't you have somewhere you need to be? And Damon says, don't you dare try deflection on me, okay? I invented it. And it's like, mm, you did it. But, I, but also he shouldn't be deflecting, so I'm going to let it go. Yeah. Stefan says, hey, just go away. And Damon says, no, I want to know why you saved me. And Stefan won't budge on that question. So Damon switches to a new question. He says, so why steal the coffins? And Stefan says, it's because it's Klaus's one weakness I can use against him. And Damon says, use against him to do what? You're not going to kill him. You know how I know this? Because there was one chance to kill him and you blew it to save me. And Stefan says, Klaus doesn't get to just live forever. There has to be another way. And Damon says, okay, fair enough. I could track that logic. Well, I want in. I just want to point out, we don't know for sure if there's another way to kill Klaus, but we now know that a hybrid can be killed just by chopping a head off. And I just want to bring it back to that when I was originally asked how to kill an original, I said chop things off. So I'm going to count that as a win because this is originals uh, adjacent. You can count it as something, but certainly not a win until we see them try to decapitate Klaus and see if it works or not. Fair enough. I'm happy with it, though. I can't stop you from being happy. No, you can't. You try every day. (laughs) Every week I try. (laughs) And Stefan says, well, you know, I'm in this alone. And Damon says, okay, well, you're hiding out in a haunted house. So you're not some badass. Jigs up, buddy. And Damon says, if you go after Klaus, you have to be cutthroat and devious, which I'm admittedly better at. And if you're going to keep saving my life, you got to make it for a good reason. And Stefan says, fine. You can be involved, but Elena has to stay out of it. Damon, of course, agrees because they always want Elena to stay out of it. And we'll see if that happens. First of all, guys, I don't know why you think that is something you have control over. You've never been able to stop her before. I don't know why now that would happen. But go ahead. Keep dreaming. Now they're like, well, certainly this time Elena will listen to reason. (laughs) No. She's like, no, I actually don't think I will. I think you guys need to remember, I'm the main character. My blood is powerful. I can do what I please. And so Stefan says, okay, come on in. And Damon says, I'm not really welcome in there. And Stefan says, hey, don't worry. We all want the same thing. Damon follows him in and he doesn't have any pain this time because it's nighttime. So Mm -hmm. nice. And Stefan says, have a look at the basement, which is empty. And Damon says, what? Is Klaus allergic to dust? Stefan says, look again. And there are four coffins. And Stefan says, you know, the witch spirits hate Klaus as much as we do. They're using their powers to help hide the coffins. So even if he comes into this house, he's not going to be able to see him. It's a pretty sweet deal. And I, you know, Stefan, good plan. But I know this wasn't your plan. I know the witches did this for you. But Yeah, the witches said, oh, we're hiding this. Then we go over to the hospital. Rick's got his ring back on, but he's looking at it because it is no longer the safety net he once thought it was. As far yeah, as he's like tell. knocking on it. Hey, anyone in there? He's like, hey, guys, <laughs> tune in. Fell asleep at the wheel today, guys. <laughs> a doctor enters and tells him he should be resting. And this doctor, you may recognize, the actress's name is Tori DeVito. She is probably most known 
for being Melissa Hastings on Pretty Little Liars, at least for me and Stephanie. She's also on some medical show. Yeah, she's on a number of things. She's a pretty popular actress. I think she's on Chicago Med. That's possible. But do you want to know whose ex-wife she is? Isn't she Alex? That no. who plays Alex? Oh. She's Paul Wesley's ex-wife. Oh. At this point, were they married or were they already? Yes. So to give you the timeline, they were married in 2011, but they met in 2004. So they'd been together for a long time. This episode aired in January of 2012. So you have to imagine it was filmed close to their wedding, whatever, whatever. And they divorced in 2013 after he had met someone else who became his girlfriend, who we're going to meet on The Vampire Diaries later. Interesting. Now, granted, we don't know if that's the reason they divorced. They're still friends, whatever. But that's a story for another day. Yeah. We'll reference that when uh, when it circles back around. So did you know that Tori DeVito was Paul Wesley's ex-wife? I did not know that. I remembered that she was someone's wife or ex-wife. I was convinced it was Matt Davis. But because they couple her up with him. Yeah. But she's very beautiful. She's very beautiful. We're happy to see her. Alaric says he's a walk it off kind of guy. He says, do I need to sign anything? And she says, "Okay, I'm, I'm looking at your chart here. Internal hemorrhaging, three broken ribs and a severe concussion. You should not be on your feet. I need to run some tests. He says, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> he says, you know, I got somewhere to be. But thanks, doctor. And she says, fell. So she's a fell. She says, but the patients who follow my advice get to call me Meredith. And he says, okay, well, thanks for the help, Dr. Fell. <laughs> <laughs> he said, so can I go, Dr. Fell? Yeah. So let's talk. <laughs> Meredith fell. Is she Okay. Just kidding. Meredith Fell is a new character we're being introduced to. She is a character in the books. I haven't read the books, but something to know. In the Vampire Diaries books, the town is not called Mystic Falls. It's called Fell's Church. And Meredith Fell is one of the main three girls. Oh. She's a bigger character than I think either Caroline or Bonnie. She's their same age and she's closer with Elena. So that's obviously not what's happening in the show. We're meeting her for the first time. She's obviously older than Elena and she's got flirty vibes with Alaric. Yeah. She says, Mr. Saltzman, what's your secret? A guardian angel or did you sell your soul to the devil? And he says, a little bit of both. And he turns around all sexy and says, a little bit of both. And she's like, okay, what does that mean? She says, weird. So what's your impression of slash predictions for Dr. Meredith Fell? Well, these two are uh, very flirty off the top. Like, Obviously, we're meant to read into that, but it's even heavier than some of the other starting flirtings that we've seen. So that's fun. It's been a while since Alaric had a girlfriend. And by a while, I mean like 10 episodes. Yeah, but, you know, it's a TV show. You got to move things fast. I do think this could potentially be useful. Like if the ring isn't working, she might have some input here. Because I do think since she's a founding family, she could potentially like know about vampires all this but we have to assume she's like not on the council because otherwise Alaric would have met her by now that's a good point I was going to ask do you think she's on the council I don't think she is but I think she could know some of the supernatural stuff so it wouldn't hurt them to have a doctor on their side yeah it can't hurt to have an in at the hospital it's going to be useful someone to send them to who won't ask too many questions hopefully do you think she'll be around for a while I'm not convinced. Fells on this show don't have a super great track record. We know Logan fell. We know Tobias fell. We know Tina fell. Fells are falling like flies. My initial read, like five to seven episodes, I think max. Do you think she's going to be gone because she 
leaves town because she dies because she turns evil. What do you think her arc is going to be like? I think she could die. Although if they set her up too much with a lurk, I think it could be longer because they don't really want to make him the new Jeremy where every girlfriend he gets dies pretty quick. So it kind of depends how that relationship builds up. I think there is potential that she could be some, well, no. No, say it. I was going to say, I think there is potential that she could be somehow supernatural. You have to entertain the idea that she's a supernatural creature in the show. She's definitely concerned that he's walking out with all these massive injuries, but not enough to stop him. Yeah, she's just flirting. Like, like, and I do feel like a doctor who didn't know anything about supernatural things would be like, no, nurse, restrain him. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I know he's hot, but I can't let him leave. But like he has a concussion and internal bleeding. Like he can't leave the hospital. Interesting. Like, so. I do think there's potential that she knows more than she's letting on. I think she knows something about the supernatural characters. I was trying to think, I was like, what if the Fells are actually a werewolf family also? But then I was like, no, we would have known that because Logan would have died as soon as he was turned. Although the hybrid curse wouldn't have been broken. So maybe not. Well, we can assume that if they were werewolves and Logan got turned, it would have been before he his werewolf gene was activated, but then he killed people. So you would think then his werewolf gene would have been activated. But yeah, the hybrid curse was, but the curse was just on Klaus. Hard to say. Yeah. So I'm just throwing that out as a possibility because it's kind of weird that there's only one werewolf family, but also you'd think the Lockwoods would know about another werewolf family in their same town. I'm just throwing out as possibilities because I do think she knows something. Do you think there could be some entirely new supernatural creature that we haven't met yet? Fairies, angels. Potentially. What's uh trying to think of a supernatural character that would kind of fit into the doctor? Well, okay, doctors, head of historical society and news anchor. What are the common threads there? If I mean Angel is the most likely of those, I think that's dumb. Why do you think it's dumb? I just think that's a stupid supernatural character. Stay in heaven. Why are you here? Go be an angel up there. That's my read on angels in general. Um, I think they're kind of a stupid character. Fallen angel would make more sense. Yeah, maybe the fells are fallen angels. Hmm. Hmm. Fell from heaven. Not a creative name, if so. So those are some possibilities because I do, I think this is all coming from the fact that what I'm really sticking on is that I think she knows about the supernatural happenings in Mystic Falls, at least to some degree. Sure. So we go over to the Salvatore house. There's a knock on the door and it is Klaus. She says, thank you so much for coming. I couldn't find Stefan, but I do have something for you. Yeah, she's like, but I'm, I'm not, but I'm giving you something. I'm not empty handed. I'm helping you out. She takes him to Rebecca's dead body in the basement. And he says, oh, my poor sister can't turn my back on her for a moment. And Elena says, great. So you've got Rebecca. A deal is a deal. And he says, oh, yeah, the life of my sister in exchange for your brother. That's a bargain. Consider him spared. Now, this is my problem with this plan. I get the temptation to do this, of course. Mm -hmm. But this is one person you're sparing, and this is the only thing you have that Klaus wants. It is too soon to play this card. I think it would be smarter to wake Rebecca up and, like, tell her the situation, hope she's still on your side somehow. Yeah, reason with her. Just have Damon there when you wake her. Yeah, I do think Klaus needed, like, something. uh, Because I do think even if he had not like spared jammy whatever he probably would have started killing more people too going after more people regardless and i do think this is the right call of saying like look i don't know about stefan but like i'm with you here a little bit just to kind of kind of 
work that relationship a little bit more. I know they all hate Klaus, but they really have to start approaching like, how can we work with this guy? Because this is where we're at. Like, yeah, we're not on Stefan's side either, dude. We don't know where he is. If we did, we would tell you like, here's just a token of our goodwill. So you understand that we are coming from a place of like trust. Which of course they are lying that they don't know where Stefan is and Klaus sees right through that, but they give it a good shot. Yeah. Elena says, BTW, you should know. I'm the one who daggered her. So she's going to come after me when she wakes up. And Klaus says, yeah, I can handle Rebecca. Yeah, he's like, that's not an issue. I got that. (laughs) He says, besides, I still need your help in finding Stefan. And she says, kind of thought we put that to bed. Uh, I told you, I don't know where he is. Yeah. And Klaus says, well, first of all, I totally think you're lying, but let's not even uh, open that. He's like, but we'll leave that alone for the time being. And he says, fortunately, great thing for me, you have no shortage of loved ones. So if I don't find my family, the question you should be asking is who's going to die next? Bonnie, Caroline, Damon. Yeah, it's so funny. He says, Bonnie, Caroline, Damon. Who do you think is next on Klaus's shit list if Jeremy does indeed leave town? I would guess Bonnie, just because Bonnie has kind of fucked him over before. But I do think he's going to be moving more in a direction of like, there's only so many times it's effective to like, have a car run down someone after a while it's like okay just let's not let anyone go in the street you know yeah let's just no one ever leave our house well i think alert could be next in line although he's gonna be busy trying to figure out what's up with his little ring but i i think klaus like will do his little bits but he's just trying to get them to find stefan and after a while even if they don't tell him they will probably accidentally lead him to him sure klaus says you know it's only a matter of time before stefan gives me what i want And Elena reminds Klaus, she's like, listen, Stefan no longer cares about me. You made sure of that when you made him turn off his humanity. So now he's your problem. Oh, and BTW, I'm not the only one Rebecca wants dead. She knows you killed her mom. You can see yourself out. (laughs) She's like, oh, I told her about that. So you want to wake her up? She's you're going to have some explaining to do as well, my guy. Mm -hmm. You can see that clearly affects him, but he doesn't try to let it show to Elena. Yeah. But Elena's like, I don't care. I'm eating. She says, one thing about me is I will be getting the last word. You may kill my family, but I will get the last word. (laughs) And that hurts Klaus a lot more than his family being dead is someone getting the last word. Yeah. Then we go back over to the hospital. Jeremy and Rick are leaving. And Jeremy's like, okay, so the ring brought you back to life, but didn't heal you. Does that mean it's broken? And Rick's like, I don't know. It's never happened before. What do you think is up with this ring? It might just like... You know, the power might be waning. I mean, he's died like three or four times. You have to assume it's a lot of work for the spell. I don't know why it would like kind of wane over time. It could also be just like the severity of injuries, like how much healing it requires. Because like, you know, he got fully hit by a car at like full speed. Compared to like a neck snap, like that's harder to heal all that from one puny little ring, you know? Sure. So that's a a potential, again, a biology answer to that. Sure. That's your theory. And you're sticking to it. Rick says, well, I guess I can thank Damon's blood for the fact that I'm still walking. Jeremy says, yeah, he told me to say you owe him a drink. Rick said, he ha ha. That's funny. I'd rather have head trauma. Yeah. Alaric's like, ha ha. And then Alaric asks Jeremy if he's okay. Jeremy says, why wouldn't I be? I shot a hybrid in the back and chopped off his head with a meat cleaver. Typical Sunday. And Alaric's like, I'm concerned about the way you just, you know, even recapped that to me. Yeah. Alaric says, you know, I've also seen a man's life leave his eyes. You can talk to me about this. 
Yeah, he's like, you're not the only one who's killed someone. Like, I know what you're feeling. And Jeremy says, what could you tell me that I don't know already? This is how things are. It sucks, but I got to get used to it. Sure, but you should really deal with this at some point, buddy. Yeah. Then we go over to the Gilbert house. Elena cleans up the blood. She's rinsing out a rag in the sink. And Damon comes in and she's like, hey, is he gone? And Damon's like, yeah, I brought Tony the headless hybrid to the bottom of the quarry. Also, Rick's going to be good. All taken care of. And then he says, by the way, how are you? And she says, well, I almost got all the blood off the porch. So positive. She's like, so that's good, (laughs) at least. And he says, look at me. And she does. And he says, it'll be okay. And she says, okay, well, I do have to tell you something. I I did make a deal with Klaus and give him Rebecca. And he says, no. He (laughs) says, why did you do that? Damon, you were making a deal with Stefan. She was making her own deal by herself. You should have kept your eye on her. That's what you get when you leave her out of your plans. Yeah. Elena says, no, Klaus isn't going to let Rebecca kill me because he needs me. And Damon says, and now all of a sudden you trust Klaus. And she says, no. But what other choice do I have? I don't trust Stefan. Do you think he's just going to give up the coffins? And it is worth trusting Klaus that he won't kill Elena. I think that's a fair thing to trust. Me too. Damon says, yeah, my brother's kind of running his own show right now. And Elena says, yeah, and my brother just chopped off someone's head. It is not fair. He's 16. He shouldn't have to live like this. There has to be another way to fix this. And Damon says, we will. He turns off the sink. He holds her face and he says, we will. Okay. And she nods. And I was like, are they going to kiss? Not right now. Delena stands. We're getting hungry. My tummy is growling. My Delena tummy is grumbling. (laughs) And then we go over to Klaus's new house. He's got Rebecca's corpse out on a table. Dagger's out, but she's still dead. She's not awake yet. And he says, well, here we are, Rebecca. Home sweet home. Only took a thousand years. I was counting on you being here with me, but that's ruined now, isn't it? And she, of course, doesn't respond. Because Because she's she's still dead. She's not up yet. She does start to twitch, though. Yeah, we see her fingers move and get some color. We can see she's about to wake up. And Klaus says, I'm so sorry, sister. We'll meet again one day. And then he redaggers her. And she's like, man, like, come on. She's like, literally, I am over it already. Whatever, you killed mom, it's fine. She's like, being dead is one thing, but now there's a hole in the front and back of my homecoming dress. Yeah, she's like, are you kidding me? And I still haven't gone to homecoming. Like, you couldn't have just used the same hole? Now I have to sew too. Yeah, now I just have to get a new dress. So then we go back over to the Gilbert house. Rick and Elena go upstairs to Jeremy's room to go talk to him. Elena's like, you know, I was thinking about what you said earlier about packing up and leaving. He said, I didn't really mean any of that. I'm sorry. And she's like, no, you were right. You shouldn't have to give up a normal life because of me. And this right here is a reason I'm a Jer hater. What does Jeremy want Elena to do? He's like, I want to leave town. She's like, great, you can leave town. Like she's doing everything she can to make it better for him. And he just wants he wants to be involved. I think he didn't really want to leave town. I think he was like, we're in danger. of what, Like, what is the point of being here? Sure. Like, I don't think he was truly saying, like, I think we should leave town right now because he knows that's not really the same as like a vampire leaving town. And I think like he does need help from Elena to not be involved with this because he can't keep himself out of it. Mm -hmm. Some of that is his fault for always inserting himself into stuff. But some of it is like Klaus is trying to kill him. Like there's only so much he can avoid. Then Damon enters and says, hey, Jeremy, um, your sister thinks we should have another one of our talks. And it's like, okay, he's about to get compelled. (laughs) And Jeremy doesn't seem to fight back. It's unclear if he really has an opportunity to or if the compulsion has already started by the time Damon sits down there. I think Jeremy, the way he even approached like 
quote unquote dealing with killing this guy. He's kind of like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't have any control over it. So I think he's kind of like, you know what? It would be nice to not have to deal with this because mm-hmm. he wasn't looking forward to it. He was clearly avoiding dealing with it. And he's like, OK, you know, great. Now I don't have to. Yeah. Compel me. Go ahead, Damon. Come on in. So Damon said, here's the thing, Jeremy. You're going to go out of town for a long while. You're going to stay with family, friends in Denver. You're going to be at a new school with living girls, not ghosts. You're going <laughs> to gotta specify that in the compulsion. Also come back with a ghost from Denver instead yeah. of ghost from Mystic Falls. Come back, I'm dating Anna again. Damon's like, you're going to drink beer. You're going to take an art class, do whatever you want and have a normal life. And Rick says, ooh, ooh, tell him he'll leave Mystic Falls behind and never think twice about it. And Elena says, ooh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I tell him that. And Damon <laughs> says, you're going to leave Mystic Falls behind. You're never going to think twice about it. You're going to have a better life. Elena cries. Here's my question. You think Jeremy's actually going to leave town? I think they'll send him away for a while, but I do think he'll be back at some point, realistically. How long do you think he'll be gone if he leaves town? I think it kind of depends how this Klaus storyline goes, because I do think we're now very close to like Klaus is not going to be trying to kill going to be trying to kill them all for much longer. Like, I don't think that's sustainable. I don't think Klaus wants to be like threatening these same people for years and years, you know? So I think he'll start to get over that once he gets his family back, which he inevitably will because Stefan's in charge of hiding it. So, you know, Jeremy will be gone for a while, but I do think he'll come back. Um, It kind of depends like how much they really plan to do with Jeremy's character. He doesn't have a lot of like interest at the moment. Like there's not really much he's doing. He's not even dating Bonnie anymore. So I do think there's also potential that they just like, that he doesn't come back super frequently. Like maybe he'll be like, oh, we're at Elena's graduation and I'm here because it's my sister. Like, so it kind of depends how the storyline goes and what they want to do with his character. Because at this point, he's kind of at a lull. Sure. So then we go over to the witch house. Bonnie and Stefan are hanging out with the coffins. She approaches the one that's raised above the rest of them. And she says, oh, this is the one I've been dreaming about. And Stefan says, oh, that one, that's not going to open. I've tried to open it. It's not locked. I've tried a blowtorch. I've tried an axe. I tried a crowbar. I can't even scratch the finish. And Bonnie says, "Okay, so it's closed with a spell. And Stefan says, yeah, so I'm assuming whatever is in there should stay in there. And Bonnie says, no, actually, I have a different point of view. The witches led me here for a reason. I think what's in this coffin is our answer. So what do you think is in this coffin? So this coffin is like separated from the others on a pedestal, as we saw. And we saw, you know, Klaus in it in her dream. I do think there's potential. And I mean, I know we saw them bury their mom. But I do think there's potential he dug her up and I know it's just remains like she's a human. So I don't know why that would work. Or it could be like his werewolf father. I think it's something about Klaus specifically his origin, just because why else would it be spelled and locked? And why would it be treated differently than the other coffins that are presumably his siblings? So I think it's got to be someone like with a little more power over Klaus. Do you think it's definitely a person or do you think it could be potentially like an animate object? Like, what if it's just full of white oak stakes? I think it's a person. I think I would believe that if they had more white oak stakes, it would be like with a person. I don't know why they also because I think if Stefan has been like crowbarring it, moving it, all this stuff, he would hear a bunch of wood stakes clattering, you know, sure. he'd be like, I think that one has a bunch of stakes in it because yeah. it feels different than the ones with humans in it. Yeah. So just like logistically, I think we would know if it was something like that. But I do sure. think there's potential that there are more stakes. But I think it's not just like a coffin full of stakes because it kind of defeats the purpose of this like 20, you know? Yeah. 
What if he picked it up and it made like a rain stick sound? What if it was just like toys from Klaus's like childhood? It's like a stuffed bear. Like it's like a, the boxes of stuff that Allie hid in Pretty Little Liars, which is just a bunch of fake IDs and like a doll. What if it's just his clothes? It's just Klaus's closet. It's just his favorite clothes from like past times that he doesn't get to wear anymore. Like his favorite 1490 outfit, his favorite thousand outfit, just so he has them in case there's a theme party, but he doesn't want to carry all of them. Exactly. One for each decade. (laughs) So we go out to the Gilbert house. We're on the porch. All good things happen on the porch of the Gilbert house. Elena says, oh my God, I feel like a horrible person. And Damon's like, hey, you saved Jeremy's life and BTW estranged is bad, but dead is worse. And she says, I just can't stop thinking about the last time that I made you compel him because if well, remember Jeremy was quite angry about that. Yeah. But Damon brings up a good point that he says he found out he got over it. He's not dead. He's really, really lucky to have you for a sister. And especially like if he finds out about this, like all it is, is like, oh yeah, we didn't want you to die. So we made you leave. Like, okay, fair. I get it. I did almost get hit by a car. (laughs) And it was largely my own fault. Yeah. (laughs) Elena says thank you to Damon, not just for this, but for everything. She says, I don't know what I would do if you weren't here. And to me, this feels like Elena's opening the Delena door here. Earlier in the episode, she made it clear she gave up on Stefan saying this, Mama. Yeah, she's she's ready to go. She's asking for a kiss. Yeah, she's like, look, we're done with that. This is working for me now. Yeah. And Damon, this is proof that Damon's grown and he's a better person because he could easily kiss her right now and whatever. But he decides to tell her something that may or may not change her mind about this. And they tried and true sexual tension diffuser. He brings up Stefan. Mm-hmm. He says, you should know this. Stefan didn't screw us over. I mean, he did, but it was for a good reason. He saved Klaus to save me. And he stole the coffins to get even. So at this point, I mean, Elena thought that he's just, that Stefan's just like doing all this in a vacuum with no regard for their feelings. And now Elena learns that Stefan actually does still care, which means, oh shoot, I can't dump his ass yet and fuck his brother if he cares about me. Yeah, if he still cares, this is fucked up if I do it. And Elena says, but if he did it to protect you, then what does that mean? Because of course they're running into this confusion, like is his humanity on or not? Yeah, like, because he could turn it on, supposedly, but... We'll see. Do you think his humanity's on right now? I think he'd be crying a lot more if it was, to be completely honest. I think I've said this before. I I just think we'll know. Mm -hmm. Because Stefan specifically, I mean, he's going to be sitting in that guilt for a couple weeks. Yeah. Like, I I just think he would have to have a little bit of a moment, which frankly now could be that moment while he's hiding the coffins and just sitting there. Yeah, well, he's just sitting in the basement. But at the same time, he wants to stay angry and mean to get back at Klaus. Sure. So Elena says, you know, what does it all mean? And Damon says, it means I'm an idiot. And she's like, I'm not following. She's like, I don't get that at all. And he says, you know, I'm an idiot because I thought for one second I wouldn't have to feel guilty anymore. And she says, what do you feel guilty about? (laughs) Elena, you know damn well. Yeah, they exchange longing looks. Damon says, for wanting what I want. And she gets it. She's like, me too, buddy. Me too, King. He says, believe me, 
I know. I get it. My brother's girl, blah, blah, blah. Cliche, cliche. He's like, it's very embarrassing. Everyone makes fun of me for everyone knows I've been in love with you for a long time. This is not a secret, but I'm finally saying it. Mm -hmm. And then he starts to leave. And then he says, you know what? If I'm going to feel guilty about something, I'm going to feel guilty about this. And then he kisses her. It's our first real Delena kiss that's not on someone's deathbed. Yeah. And not with the doppelganger. And not with Catherine. <laughs> it's pretty great. Delena stands. We are eating tonight. Mmm, yummy. Chomp, chomp, chomp. I always forget this kiss happens because there's a kiss that is much more burned into my brain. If you know, you know, out in the audience. And this one always takes me by surprise because, as you can imagine, it's earlier than that one. Yeah. And I think this is like first big kiss. This does not mean they're together because they're going to sit with this and be like, okay, now what does that mean? Plus there's all the Stefan of it all. Yeah, there's the Stefan of it all. And I do have to stand, Damon, for this, for being like, look, I've been feeling guilty and I didn't even get to kiss her. At least I'm going to kiss her if I'm going to feel guilty regardless. Yeah. I think that's the right call. And after he kisses her, I mean, and she kisses back. Let's let's all let's all be honest here. They're feeling it. I mean, she has been in every conversation with him. She has been looking at those lips. She has been waiting for it. Yeah. And she is like shook. But he says, all right, good night. And he leaves. He hits her with that goosebumps walk away. Yeah. You can <laughs> tell he knows that uh, he's a good kisser and he really got her with that one. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to leave her wanting more. We're going to we're going to keep this going. And that's where we end the episode. I mean, obviously the future of Delena, you think this is the beginning, but certainly we're not off to the races. We're not getting Delena going on dates tomorrow. No, no. This is, they've been ran up to this kiss. They had the kiss and now they're going to be like, okay, what does that mean? We still have to kind of like loop Stefan in. Stefan might still be on our side. This is a whole thing. We don't want to get into it. Like we're both a little stressed. It's not. We're not by any means in Delena at the po- at this moment, but we're we're starting. We're entering Delena. We're not in Delena. Sure. So, what do you think Klaus's next move is going to be? He wants these coffins back. Stefan doesn't seem to want to budge. Who do you think eventually is going to budge? Who do you think is going to win out? And how do you think we're going to get there? Any predictions? I think there's potential that Stefan will eventually use this as some sort of leverage and be like, "Fine, come see your family." and Maybe they think that they'll be able to kill him by like chopping his head off or something. And they'll use that as bait to get him there. I I do not think Klaus will be dying. I still think he's going to get these people open. Obviously, you know, the originals is a show. We have to assume more of his siblings are going to wake up. I do think there's also a potential that Stefan or more likely probably Elena would say, hey, let's wake up Elijah. Tell him what's been going on. He's a potential ally of ours. I've been saying this for a while, but I think he's an easier one to wake up. And we didn't see them open up any other coffins, but we have to assume the other ones you can open because Stefan kind of made a point to say like this one you can't. I think Elena's probably the one who would give this up in terms of making a deal with Klaus. Just because she is that kind of approach, she's willing to negotiate in that way. Whereas Stefan and Damon take things really personally and they're like, no, we can't give him anything. And it's like, okay, well, you kind of have to get over that. So I do think Stefan or Elena are going to be the ones who end up bringing Klaus into that. I could see potentially also Damon like deciding, like Damon and Elena kind of working together and deciding like we need to bring Klaus in and Damon knows where the coffins are. So I think if Damon lets that slip to Elena... Klaus is getting in there. 
fair enough. Well, we'll see. We're just getting off to the races in season three. We've got a lot more going. Um, as always, if you're enjoying The Vampire Diaries or Doppelgangers, tell your friends and rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother. Thank you.